Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. And we pray in the name of Jesus, Father, the only access we have to you through the perfect high priest that you would hear our prayer, open our hearts, Lord, and bless us as we choose to agree with you to hunger and thirst after your righteousness. And we thank you, Lord, that you promise that you would respond by filling us. Father, we need a fresh filling and touch of your Holy Spirit tonight through Jesus Christ, our Lord, having risen from the dead and is now seated at your right hand, having sent down the Holy Ghost of God to dwell in every one of your people. For this, Father, we give you praise and thanksgiving and ask you to bless us richly tonight in your word and in the communion of the Holy Ghost in Jesus precious name. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the forerunner, Jesus Christ, our forerunner. This word only appears one time. It appears in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 20. Whither? Uh, let's start in verse 19. Hebrews 6, which hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters into that within the veil. Jesus went into heavenly places and entered into the heaven, the holy of holies and heavenly places. And we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ positionally through this great and mighty and only Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 20, whither the forerunner, the only time this word appears in the New Testament or in the Bible, whither or where the forerunner is for us entered. Notice, for us. Even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I want to read a little note here for you. Jesus, this is out of the Bible commentary, Believer's Bible commentary, to help bring the word into focus. Jesus has gone into the inner shrine also as our forerunner. His presence there ensures the ultimate entrance of all who belong to him. It is no exaggeration to say that the simplest believer on earth is as certain of heaven as the saints who are already there. A man named D. Anderson Berry writes this about Jesus being the forerunner. He says, the word translated forerunner is found nowhere else in the New Testament. This expresses an idea never contemplated in the Levitical economy, the Old Testament priesthood. For the high priest entered the holiest only as a representative. He entered where none could follow. But our forerunner is a pledge that where he is, we also shall be. As forerunner, he, Jesus, number one, announced our future arrival there, and two, took possession of heaven's glories on our behalf, and three, has gone to be able to bid his people welcome when they come and to present them before the majesty in heaven. Because of his perfect sacrifice of himself, his precious divine blood, we have been brought into relationship with God, and we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ. And God is going to welcome the arrival of every one of his people. Did you know that? 
The scripture says, precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. Precious in the sight of the Lord are the death or is the death of his saints. That can be found in Psalm 116 verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. In the forerunner, even Jesus Christ, our great high priest who ever liveth to make intercession for us, the one who is the propitiation for all of our sins, the one who expiated for us, the one who became the atoning sacrifice to end the need, necessity, or otherwise of any other sacrifice. His blood was perfect, and he's entered into heavenly places, as we read in the book of Hebrews, as our forerunner. He is actually making intercession for his saints right now, according to the will of God. In the seventh chapter of Hebrews, it's speaking of the much better covenant or testament that we have, because Jesus has ratified it in his own blood. Verse 24, Hebrews 7, but this man, because he continueth ever forever, he has no end. His priesthood has no end. Hath an unchangeable priesthood. It's forever set in heaven. In fact, the Bible calls him the apostle. Amen. The apostle and high priest of our faith. Jesus Christ. Verse 25 of Hebrews 7 says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. I love that term there. You should bracket that, maybe circle it or put a box around it. He is able. I hope you have your Bibles open so that you're reading the scriptures in the King James Bible for yourself. The Bible says that we are to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and we're to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. That means abundantly. Jesus is able also to save to the uttermost that come unto God, save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. See, it's all about Jesus. I don't care what sin somebody has done. Jesus's blood is greater. Amen. We're so religious. We don't think God can save people who have done mass murders and all this kind of stuff. Their sin is no less offensive to God than yours is. When you look at somebody in hatred or you lust upon a woman or a man in your heart, you've already done the act of murder and adultery in the eyes of a God who is holy holy, holy. Your understanding of God will never be correct until you realize and you buy the truth and sell it not. Proverbs 23, 23. The truth is specific that he is holy, holy, holy. Amen. God is holy, holy, holy. And somebody who is a world-renowned criminal is uh, no more a sinner in the eyes of a God who's holy, 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 if you will, than you and I are. We have to understand that. We're in great need of the forgiveness of God. Hebrews 7:25 Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. Some people say he saves from the uttermost to the guttermost. Hallelujah. And the ground is level at the cross. Praise God. We all need his blood just the same. He is able also to save. Jesus came to save. He didn't come to condemn. We were already condemned in our sins. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came because we needed a savior, and he was the only one who qualified. Jesus came for a reason. The Bible says Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Okay, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God 
by him. He's the door. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall come in and out and find pasture. He's the great high priest making intercession for his saints continually as they come in and out. That represents fellowship with God coming into the throne room of God and frequently and remaining there, abiding in the secret place of the Most High. They're finding pasture with God through the fount of the blood of Jesus. The song says there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that gives you and I access to his salvation and all the benefits therein. The scripture says that we're to Bless the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. Psalm 103, verse 2. Verse, uh, Jesus is making intercession for us. The end of verse 25. Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us. Let me tell you something, just as sure as you can hear my voice. You forever have a great high priest and an intercessor, the ultimate intercessor, the ultimate attorney, the ultimate advocate, the ultimate mediator, even one, Jesus Christ, forever praying for you and interceding for you at the right hand of the Father. And he can be touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He walked in the flesh for 33 and a half years. So he knows exactly what temptations and what things and what trials and hardships that you and I can face because he faced them and much more. The scripture says in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, seeing then that we have a great high priest. There it is again. One of the major themes of the book of Hebrews is this great high priest of our faith, Jesus Christ. So seeing then that we have a great high priest, a perfect high priest, perfect representative that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest, there it is again, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus was tempted in every single way that you could possibly be tempted, and yet he was without sin. Let us therefore come boldly on the basis of this great high priest, the forerunner who has gone into heaven for us and represents us in heaven through his perfect blood. We can go boldly before the throne of grace, Hebrews 4.16, to do what? To obtain mercy and to find grace to help in time of need. You see, we are required by God to walk in the light as he is in the light. And then as we do, we have fellowship one with another, us with him. And the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, cleanses us from all sins. Friend, your relationship with God is not a one-time situation. It's an ongoing, perpetual, blessed relationship. Okay, and you've got to keep your garments unspotted. That was the one of the principles that Jesus was teaching with the washing of the feet. You've been washed, you've been cleansed, but you got to keep your feet clean. Sometimes we enter into things and we become contaminated with dirty things or sinful things. I'm not advocating going out and sinning and, and that that's okay at all. I'm not saying that, but inevitably, most of us stumble and trips at times. The good news is that you have a great intercessor at the right hand of the Father who ever lives to make intercession for you, even Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about how the sacrifices of the animals that merely were a shadow of what Jesus is the substance and the fulfillment of, 
in the New Testament was ratified 2,000 years ago in his blood, those sacrifices weren't perfect at all. They were very imperfect in nature, and they were also very imperfect in that they had to be offered continually. You say, read the book of Hebrews and read the book of Leviticus, and as you read the Pentateuch, you'll see how Jesus is the fulfillment of what those things merely foreshadowed. But Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, and the Bible says that he died once, just once, because his sacrifice was absolutely perfect. And he needed no more offering. There needed to be no more offering for sin. Jesus on the cross says, it is finished. John 19, verse 30. It is finished. It is completely paid in full is the meaning there. Matthew 26, 28. Let's see. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. For what? For the remission of sins. See, forgiveness is necessary because we have sinned, destroyed our relationship with God, and become subject to condemnation through the contamination of sin. Forgiveness is the means by which this relationship is restored. Hallelujah. Isn't that a blessing? Jesus Christ is the great intercessor, the Bible said. He is the forerunner for us. Hebrews 6.20, Hebrews 7.25. He's the one mediator between God and man. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. Some of those points more to the initial saving of the Lord, but the great intercessor points more to your ongoing relationship with the Lord. Aren't you glad that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, whoever liveth to make intercession for us, and that we can come boldly, boldly, confidently before the throne of grace so that we obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Have you ever had a time of need after becoming a Christian? Have you ever had a time of need after becoming a Christian? Well, if you have, then you're blessed. You are absolutely ecstatic about this great high priest, even Jesus Christ, the one in whom dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, continually making intercession for you. When Peter was going to fall, Jesus said that he has prayed for him, that his faith failed him not. That was the kind of like a precursor, if you will, to his coming everlasting priesthood or intercessor in heaven. That he said he's prayed for him. And he said, when you're converted, Christ's prayers are effectual. Amen. That doesn't mean they don't involve the personal will of the individual because they certainly do. God's never going to force anybody to do anything as far as serving him goes. But he said, When you're converted, when you are reconverted, when you're brought back into fellowship with me, go strengthen your brothers. I'm going to do such a work in you to forgive you and to give you grace, divine enablement, and show my graciousness upon you. I want you to take that grace and that love shown and poured on you afresh by my merit, Christ's merit, and I want you to go lavish that upon my people. Go and strengthen your brothers. I don't know about you, but in my Christian life, there's been a few times I can remember along the way, beloved, that I fell flat on my face in sin. I'm probably the only one that can hear my voice that ever fell on his face in sin, but I have done that. And from time to time, and I tell you what, some of those times when God restored me, I was so blessed to be forgiven and freed and uh, just blessed afresh with the presence of God and out of the guilt and out of the shame And man, I tell you, ministry was just rich. It was absolutely rich to the glory of God. When you're forgiven, you go strengthen your brothers. I want you to look up an article on the website, safeguardyoursoul.com. It's called, the article is titled, What to Do After You Sin. What to do after you sin. Now, there's a lot of articles on that page. 
of various topics, biblical topics. But if you'll go to safeguardyoursoul.com and I want you to click on articles and just hit a control F. Now you can scroll down that left column and look for it, but hit hit a control F for find and just punch in one of those words, keywords, you know, what to do. Just put in what to do. And uh, the name of the, the article is what to do after you sin. I want you to get that. I want you to read it. I want you to print it out. I want you to email it. I want you to print it out. Give it to a friend. Let somebody be blessed. If you're blessed by it, pass it on to somebody else so they can be blessed too. Praise God. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're Your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.